some right wing or white supremacist. KKK. Or whatever. I'm sorry. I, I, it's not fair. I don't know. Proud Boys. I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Trump. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Stand by and stand down. Stand by and stand down, but stand by when you're standing down. <laughs> turn baby in studio look at this fucking stud right in front of me this is a very special day we're here we are and we got this guy fucking crying in the background bro <laughs> he wants to be in the podcast yeah bro. but his is giving me dirty sound yeah we're gonna leave all this in by the way so we you are. guys understand that this is really happening this is a fluid situation and we got we got a we got an audience today we have yeah there's a lot of pressure we have a studio people. audience there's a lot of pressure right now so first of all this podcast was conceived and has been operated internationally overseas. We're we're taking care of the, the the tab on that. Anything we need to do to bring it to you guys, don't worry about what it costs us for the international connection. We do it because we love you guys. <laughs> you mean the free Zoom? <laughs> the free Zoom call. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. No, so today's the first day though that we're recording together in studio. That's the first milestone. And the second is that we have a live studio audience. Who are both playing on their devices. <laughs> <laughs> totally unimpressed by what we're doing. <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's a joke. We want to create a, a comfortable environment. So if surfing the web is that, then surf the web, right? <laughs> now, now they're going to be like, damn, no, I can't be on my phone. You can totally no, no, be on your no. devices, guys. We're do just that, busting your balls. We're just busting your balls. What are we looking at here? Stadium crowd sound effect. What you got for us there, Cuzzo? Uh. So we got a studio audience here. <laughs> You guys hear it? Just so you guys know, shit's real. Yo, wasn't it really awkward on those shows that you can tell they were piping in, laughing? You mean like the Jefferson? The Jefferson side? Or did I just date myself? I don't. I mean, I I know who the Jeffersons are, but I remember watching the Jeffersons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of those shows, those sitcoms where you know, like Friends. Whoa, whoa, Friends was live. Don't get disrespectful. Was it live? It was. I got actually to tell you something to tell you about Friends. Because I know you're Tread softly. So I'm going to tear it Tread down. softly, my man. I'm going to tear down all your hopes and dreams. Actually, I'm not prepared to tell you. I didn't look no, no. Now you got to come with it. Let's hear this uh, friend's dirt you got for us. What does living single say to you? Living single? Yes. Are you trying to tell me that that was friends before friends? Living single is an American television sitcom that aired for five seasons on Fox from August 93 to January 98. The show centered on the lives of six friends who shared personal and professional experiences while living in a Brooklyn brownstone. They were all black. So is Friends the white version? I was kind of both shows. Listen, I, I would give you that knew, more... You know Living Single? Yeah, I watched Living Single. Were they living together? Uh, only I don't, a few of them. Yeah, outside. and then they were just... They were all kind of meet there, but... Yeah. So, did, so since you've watched both of them, did you... Is there any... Difference? Not connection, but could you... Would you say that Friends could be based on that or not really? No, not really, because uh, the idea of Friends is that it followed each individual character as its own storyline. 
and living single kind of blended them all together. Okay. Okay. I love how we just snuck her in the podcast too. <laughs> like I'm gonna put her sound up. She's gonna sound like she's right next to me. Well, then I guess it's I stand corrected. Here's my thing, though. Now that you say that, I can see that. But watching the Friends reunion and hearing the producers talk about the backstory, where it, they were living in New York at that time, like Chandler, she said Chandler was based off one of my friends named Chandler. You know, not necessarily maybe the personality, but the name I got from him. So they incorporated things from their lives to. And intertwine some Hollywood stuff, you know, but the backbone was stuff that they were going through at that time. So when I hear that, I just hope that they didn't say, hey, how, why don't we just make a white living single? Call it Friends. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I like, obviously I knew, know of Friends and I probably watched a few episodes in my lifetime, but I never followed. Why do we have headphones on? We can't hear the playback. Why Why are you asking that right now? You have why to do we have headphones on right now? I'm just thinking about it. Usually we have it on for the Zoom, but there is no Zoom. So I could totally just do this and talk to you like this. Why do we have headphones on right now? I'm taking off my headphones to make them feel better. <laughs> do you hear your playback though? No, I can't. Hear okay. playback. No, no, you're right. It makes absolutely no sense. That's like us turning on Zoom right now. We, we don't need it, but we're used to it. We're used to having headphones on. Yeah. This is much better. More conversational now. I can actually hear you much clearer now. <laughs> That's interesting, though. I mean, that that would be kind of a little messed up, right? Yeah, I read it somewhere and um, thought I need to look that up. Yeah, But I never managed to do it. Wow. But now that you raise it, then I have to do a quick little research. Yeah lot of similarities though because it was like the women lived in an apartment mm -hmm. the men lived and in an apartment people. you know um i think they were this distributed the same mm -hmm. with the number of men and women mm -hmm. and it was essentially the black version of friends i it, now that i'm thinking back on the show yeah but, now that you see you know what i mean but i don't think that we followed each individual storyline like that because i can think back at some of the characters but i can't even remember some of their names Mm. Because it, it, they didn't get that much airtime. And sometimes you don't invent the wheel, but you reinvent it. You think that's what could have happened? Could have been, right? Because I, when you look at Friends, the way it was written and the way it was done, like, there's just memorable, like, pivot. You say pivot and somebody who knows Friends knows what you're talking about. Okay. There's not one thing that sticks out like that to me in Living Single. But you never watched Living Single. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I totally did. Why is it a, a division, though? Why are you either either an Office fan or a Friends fan? Cause you're 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 a double dipper, right? You like both. Uh, I've never seen The Office. Me neither. You see, she's a true Friends fan. But I hear good things. But The Office seems more of a stoner show than uh, like enjoyable. Yeah, we don't do that over here. It's one of those shows where it's dry humor. It's kind of mindless humor. Is it the American version of it? Yes, and that's another thing that I didn't even know there was like a European version originally. Yeah, a UK Yeah, version. they have a UK version, and then they remade it, and the, the American version is what we know. Yeah, Steve Carell, right? What's his name? Steve Carell. The original one in the, from the UK was with uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky. And I found that one quite funny. I never watched the American one. It's so crazy so. to think where you live has such a... You know, like people don't even... I mean, I'm sure the Office fans know about the UK Office because you're an Office fan, you'll hear about it. But a casual person like me who's not really into it kind of heard it in passing. Mm. You know, people in, in the UK have a totally different connection to that show than we yeah, do. So weird. Definitely. I've seen sometimes where they give each other shit, where Ricky Gervais gave Steve Carell shit. I like that. For copying his show. I don't know if it was just, you know, playfully. But Steve Carell is way funnier than Ricky, whatever his face's name is. Uh, nah. No. Well, okay, I guess it all depends on the see, humor you like. All I got to say is him getting waxed on that table in 40 over. It's, a, it's an epic. Come on, it's an <laughs> epic scene. And that was his idea, by the way. All right, let's slide into fun fact here, Cynic. Let's keep it rolling, baby. What do we got? Fun fact. What fun do we got fact. for the people? Do you feel weird? No, actually. Why are you, you not making eye contact with me, Cynic? I feel like we're on a first date. Yeah, because if I make eye contact with you the whole time, that is going to feel weird. <laughs> Stare into my soul. So I recently got back into uh, Twix. Oh, I'm excited to hear this one. Because when I was younger, obviously, that we had Twix, but it was not uh, 
don't know about you, but it wasn't one of my go-to. Still not one of my go-tos. Anything with caramel, like with the exception of a good Snickers. Yeah, yeah, I've always been a Snickers fan, but um, I think it was at work that I started to, like, I tried one because they had, you know, doesn't matter. They had some little candies and stuff you could buy. Yeah. And I bought one. It was the first time I had one in a long time, and I really enjoyed it. And I found out recently some interesting facts about the candy itself. It's made out of elephant tusk? <laughs> no, I mean... And like, that's a serious matter, by the way. Save the elephants. Poachers and motherfuckers. Killing elephants just for their tusks. Ivory. Never heard about that? I have heard about that. And people like, I think... It's been happening for a they while. They snorted or something. Rhinos. Too, right? Rhino tusk too. Like, that's like what the rich people do to show that they got money. But you want to go do some rhino? Yeah. Who what, was it? Trump's son or someone was was like... Are we surprised? Caught. <laughs> not caught, but they posted a photo of him with like a lion or something. Guys, every time we say Trump on the show, take a shot. <laughs> this motherfucker always comes up. Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah, there's a shot of a famous shot of his son holding up. I forget what something that he was yeah. hunting in Africa. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Now the poaching and the hunting. Yeah. So regarding Twix, it wasn't. You know, it's not about the ingredients. It's about just the the original. So where it comes from? Like I would have assumed it was an American candy. First of all, it isn't. Originally, it was in the UK. I'm offended. <laughs> no, it was originally. Created and, re- and and made in the UK for the UK uh, public. Just like The Office. <laughs> Just like The Office. Yeah. And um, what was also interesting is that in the rest of Europe, it was known by another name. And we realized that, we meaning my family and I, when we were watching a show, um, and the German, they showed like germany in the 80s or something and they showed this candy but it had a different name same label same packaging but it said raider and i was like what the hell is a raider and then uh talking to my wife she told me that's what it was called in europe in germany did she know this all along and she didn't tell us she well i mean yeah twix for thank you to tell us but yeah over there was known as raider and and um only later they rebranded it to twix and is it and called Twixter now though still it is or, it is now called uh, so since like the 1990 or something so that that was kind of interesting and then it actually came to the states in 79 that's when it actually came to the states but it, it was released in like 60 something in the uk and uh the last little interesting part about twix that i remember reading about was the name itself i mean there's a little bit of a controversy about what it actually means but oh cancel culture it means <laughs> No, not in that sense, thankfully. Just in terms of what it actually means. There's like, uh, there isn't a consensus, but they think, you want to take a guess what you think it means? Twix. Um, something signifying two? Yeah. Twins? Yeah. Yeah, twins? Two Keep two. going. Two of a twin pair? Sticks. Twin sticks. sticks. Oh. Twin sticks. And there is your candy fun fact. Well, now I want a Twix. Not really, but there you go. I can't believe you don't like Twix, though. It's the caramel. I'm very selective on sweets, though. Like, thanks to you, I have this unhealthy obsession with peanut butter and M&M's. Thanks to me. Yeah, yeah, thanks to you. Thanks to my wife. Oh, she was the one that discovered them. She was the one who got hooked on peanut butter M&M's. Well, Mrs. Cynic, we miss you. <laughs> And thank you. Thank you for changing my life. Yeah, and that and then like a Reese's. Anything that has peanut butter in it, I'm a sucker for. But I'm really not really big on the on the caramel, the nougat. Remember the caramel, ice cream snicker bars? I do now. A lot of that stuff I don't remember until you mentioned it. How was the ice cream cake yesterday, though? That was really good. That was surprisingly That's good. That's America on the play for you. I remember ice cream cake from when I was a kid. Cake isn't enough. Ice cream isn't enough. We got to combine the two. Yeah. Ice cream cake. From Carvel. From Carvel. Well, we're not going to say Carvel unless they pay us, all right? <laughs> From beep. <laughs> Sponsor ad. It was really good. Like, I was really surprised. I didn't know. I didn't expect much from an ice cream cake. That was damn good. But I, I should not be surprised, right? It's damn good. In America. Well, man, look, it's great having you here. It's great having it's great having Dizzy here. Obviously, it's always great being with, with our, our beloved Els. But something did happen a couple of days before you got here. Oh, the building. Building. Yeah, I think it happened when we were actually, I was thinking about that today. Was it the night of? I, yeah, it was at one in the morning here, right? Yes. So we would have been 
Yeah, we would have been at the airport or heading towards the, at the airport waiting for our flight to come here. But we didn't hear about it, obviously, till we landed. That was crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It's crazy. It's sad. It's unbelievable that something like that would happen, especially in a major city like Miami. Yeah. A friend of mine, he's in he's in Portugal. And he just wrote to me today. I guess the news travels slowly. He just heard about it. And uh, he wrote to ask uh, if we're all okay. It's funny that when something happens, people write to ask if you're okay. It's like... It was the same thing, though. Like, when the towers happened, my first thoughts were our family in New York. Yeah, I know. I guess I just didn't, I wouldn't think that they would be any, have been anywhere near the towers, so I wouldn't think to write and ask them if they're okay. My older brother lived, worked, didn't he work? I mean, when he tells the story, every time he tells the story, he gets closer. I was three blocks away, B. And then, like, like two years ago, he was like, I'm 20 blocks away. So I don't know. I don't know what will be next year, but <laughs> that he, he can see, like, debris and smoke from where he was. Oh, yeah, that I'm sure you could have seen yeah, from really far. That's something you would expect to see in, like, in a third world country. Definitely. If no one's, I mean, if you haven't watched the video, you should go online and watch it. It looks like a demolition, like a planned demolition. That's exactly what it looked like. Scary. Because, you know, the planned demolitions, you know, obviously everything is cleared out. They don't happen at night. This happened at this one This looked like just morning. a peaceful night. Yeah, one in People the morning. sleeping. How many have been confirmed? Oh, do you know that? The the death count? Well, we're, well before we, we confirm that, sincerest condolences to those families who don't have those individuals in their lives anymore. I know a lot of people were saved, but not everybody was as lucky. So a very warm, heartfelt condolences, you know, to those families. I'm sure in some type of degree, you know, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that's been affected by that. You know, me me living down here. So in all seriousness, seriousness that, that really does suck and our heart goes out to those people, you know. Not to be too somber, but I think it's important to say that. Last I heard, there were like 150 some odd who were still missing. 156 unaccounted for, and so far five deaths. So that's still that's still the case, right? Like that's like uh, updated news or whatever. Because I think I read that yesterday, but that doesn't bode well. Um, this article was released seven minutes ago. Yeah, that's really bad, guys. If 156 people are still missing... Yeah, you can only imagine. The, most of them are not going to be found alive. And here's the thing, that maybe those people didn't perish right away. Yeah. But it's taking so long to get to them that it's a grueling way to go. Suffocation, you know, smoke inhalation, asbestos, all those things that are that are in those buildings that we never see that get exposed when something like that happens. You, you can't just think about the weight of the things falling on you. It's all those chemicals, too, that now get broken up into the atmosphere because typically they're contained by insulation and piping and, and all that stuff. Terrible. Terrible way to go. I mean, if you were in there and it was your time best that it was quick than to be trapped and alive and waiting. There's this image that I will put on the social media <laughs> of the building. A complete side of the face is, is missing and then there's bunk beds. Yeah. You don't know. Maybe that room was empty, but maybe it wasn't. And what about other rooms that look like that, that are in that piece that now came down, right? And I just put myself in, in like those people's shoes, like hearing, because you you know you hear rumbling before that happens, and you probably think it's an earthquake when you feel instability, and then all of a sudden you're like, is this a dream? Mm -hmm. That's It's horrible, man. It's really tough. When I saw the video, I was, it's one thing to hear about it. <laughs> When you see the video, it's disturbing. freaking shocking, man. It's disturbing. It really is. I remember Ellie was telling me about it and then still didn't really register till I saw how the one bit of... You see the first part falling. It's already shocking enough. It's kind of like the towers. How the towers fell and the first one, everyone was shocked, but I guess no one really expected that that second one would fall. That's how that video was. Like I saw that centerpiece fall. I was like, oh, shit. And then that piece on the right fell that i was not really expecting at all that was uh crazy you sent me some photos of a lot some of the damage that that building had obviously before it, it collapsed yeah so there was inspectors um that went out and reported to the powers that be that major repairs needed to be done because the building was in poor shape Mm -hmm. And of course, they, oh, we were minutes away from doing it before it collapsed. That's what they're saying. And we look at what drives the delay on that money, right? People being greedy, 
Because we're not going to say the funding is not there. People are being greedy. They don't want to spend money on the repairs because it's millions of, millions of dollars. We're not talking about some stucco right over a, um, you know, old frame hole that you put up on your wall. So it's millions of dollars. But the money's there. But people don't want to spend the money. And people want to hold off. My thing is, is that how does that pass inspection? How does the city not hold that company, that the company that owns that land, that owns that building? How are we not holding them? responsible and i came across something that that states i see you cousin what's your contribution you better come with it girl um i i saw something that that specified and that that said that you know within within communication between contractors and the city there's a whole bunch of corruption Mm -hmm. and they'll go ahead and they'll be like oh yeah uh don't worry about even coming out and checking it you know just make sure the check's in the mail type of thing you know, so that was happening. Yeah, that was happening, and that and and, and it continues to happen, right? Where money is passed from person to person. So don't worry about that. Money is passed from person to person to get things approved, because we know that more money is coming on the back end, and on us delaying it or us or you hold me accountable for cutting corners, right? Instead of spending fifty million, I was able to spend twenty five because I was able to do some Mickey Mouse shit, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna, you know, I'm saving money here, and we can get this approved faster and start making money even faster. My thing is, how did the city let that happen? I don't know, bro. That's fucking crazy. Let's see what Cuzzo sent us here. There's a video there of the surveillance of the building falling. And uh, last I heard from the news, they were saying that the building was due for inspection. But even if it's due for inspection, it shouldn't have gotten to the point where it did. That's the thing. Like, if it fell, that means that it it failed several inspections. Yeah. You know, like we've been, yeah, we've been overlooking this before for quite some time, dude. And I feel bad for the first responders because they've had a hell of a time trying to go through the rubble with the weather and there's been small fires breaking out um, due to the building's condition. It's, It's just a tremendous fight that they're going through and that they all still have hope and it's beautiful. That's a great point, cuz, because when I first thing I think about when I see the firefighters, in that environment, I think about is their immediate safety because that's such an unstable environment. Mm-hmm. Things are still, like you said, independent fires are happening, gases are being leaked, S- things are still crumbling because there's no stability there. So mm-hmm. if, if something has been wedged on, on a piece of concrete long enough, that can give. You never know when that happens. The first thing I think about is is their safety, man. And it's it takes a lot of, I mean, you were a firefighter cynic. It takes a lot of courage, man, to, to do what they do. Yeah, thankfully, I never had any kind of situation like that. You were in the Air Force Base sipping a Mai Tai. <laughs> had it quite easy there, didn't you, Cynic? <laughs> but I know in all seriousness that if if you were in, if you were in that situation, you would have been there. But you have to admit there there would have been something in you that still would have been like, shit, you know, like we got we got to be careful. Especially when you hear about how many firefighters died in the 9-11 thing. Yeah. You know, as a human being, there's that signal that's sent to the brain. But something overrides that. And it's the fact that people need help. And you put that to the side to go help people. Uh, so yeah. I think that's a great point. It's not only the people that have still have not been found, and we can hope that, you know, we'll have more survivors, but then the first responders putting their, they have families, man, and they're putting their lives at, at risk to go help others. I can imagine that it's uh, probably a different feeling. I mean, if you if you're in... In an like inside a situation like a fire or the towers, yeah, where that was kind of happening while they were in there. I think most of that it sounds cliche, but in the in the one fire that I actually fought as a, as a firefighter, it was uh, you don't actually think about that. You really don't. You just go and you react. You just go based on what you your know. Training your training and what your whoever your boss is that, that's on site with you. But in this case, you know, it's already happened, right? So these guys are are there. I'm sure they I'm not saying they're not in danger. What I'm saying is their mindset might be a little bit different, right? Mm. I, I'm I'm guessing. I've never been in a situation like that one. It's probably incredibly frustrating. That's a good point, yeah. Right? Because they want to help and probably feel like they can't do what they as much as they want to. Um, having to be careful with all this, like you said, structural instability and the fires, you know, the they want to put out the fires, but they have to keep in mind that the more water they pour on there, the more it might destabilize the structure. So it's a lot of stuff. I think it would be more frustrating 
for them than anything else. On the flip side to that, I know that there's a lot of anger in people because this is already the second collapse that's happened. What? Yeah, the first was the FIU bridge or the bridge oh, close to FIU yes. that killed seven or eight yeah. people. I didn't hear about that. That happened in the process of construction. Uh, yeah, that was in the process of construction, so maybe a little different, but you know, now we're starting to get a Miami reputation of poor construction, building collapse, you know, and it's all kind of coming together. And sadly enough, it, the people are the ones that are suffering because there's so many deaths out of it. Why'd you wait so long to get on the podcast? Cut anger. <laughs> that, that actually brings up a good point that we could even make an episode out of, I think. And that is the infrastructure problem in the states in general. Um, there, that's more and more in the news. Yeah, lately I saw a report about it literally a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it's in the news now because Biden is tr currently trying to pass some kind of funding that would include like trillions for infrastructure because everyone knows that the infrastructure in the states is it's old, right? It hasn't been maintained over time. So a lot of it is already crumbling or, you know, short before crumbling. There are other states where we know that's happened. Yeah, bridges have collapsed or whatever. And it seems to be a nationwide problem. Yeah, because I think during some, I don't know, few decades when there was like a big construction boom and all these things where everything was good and stable for maybe 50 years already now. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that that maintenance hasn't been there. And so now it's becoming really problematic because it would be super expensive to re to maintain or redo all of these things. But there's so many of them now that are in need of it. We should do an episode because there really are things, trains, hey, um, bridges, we all be kinds America of stuff. Though, right? We want to be the big guy on the block. All right, we'll maintain it. Pay you up. Know, you know where the money goes. Pay up. That FIU <laughs> military. That FIU bridge was is a great thing to bring up because. I remember at the time I taught at a high school that was less than a mile away from when that happened. So were, were any of my students in that area? They were taking shortcuts on how to properly do it versus making sure that they're double and triple checking, right? Measuring twice, cutting once in, in a sense. When things needed to get inspected, oh, no, that's good. This is good. That's good. Ended up killing seven, eight people, you know, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't know the amount of people, but it, it killed more people than it should have. We've been we've been skating by, bro. We've been dodging bullets because you're not going to tell me we don't have the funding. Fuck you. We have the funding. You know, people just want to keep money in their pockets and they don't want to pay these people. And the thing is that the money is so powerful that typically there would be some place where you run into where like, well, you can't pay your way through here. Here, you got to go through the inspection. No, they're paying their way through that too. You know, which is where you would assume where the buck stops here. Like, no, we're going to make sure that this gets done. We're going to make sure that we're not putting people's lives in danger. No, if we pay you enough, I'll look the other way. You know, when, 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 when has a building collapse? That's not going to happen. When I saw those photos that you sent, I was also thinking, man, I've seen, I've seen that on buildings all the time. You know, plaster falling off, exposed rebar. Yeah, in the Middle East. <laughs> After we bombed them. I'm not saying too much. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe all the time is an exaggeration, but I, you see it on buildings from time to time, I, and you don't expect that the thing is going to collapse. I'm just saying, if we're going to be America, let's be America through and through. Maybe you are being America. Oh, is that is that America doing shitty work? I beg to differ. No, Cynic. I'm saying money drives everything. That's what I'm saying. Well, are we going to change the narrative, or are we just going to lay down and take it? And when I say we, I mean us. You and Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so in all seriousness once again heart goes out to those people hopefully those people that are unaccounted for man they're they're hanging on and we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes i want to transition man to some some other news yeah let's keep the somber mood going you know it's been that type of episode we have the sentencing of mr piece of shit himself i don't know his name it doesn't matter joven something yeah uh dominique yeah dominique uh <laughs> dominique chavello he got sentenced, what, 22 and a half years, but I think could be eligible for parole once he does a third of his sentence. So let's start there. Yeah, we did a whole episode on, on, George, on Floyd. George Floyd. I think we lost about a third of our listeners, probably. 
What? No, because I'm sure there was people like like that guy that I used to be friends with, right? It was like, oh, maybe they can get off if they were, or they, they fall fentanyl in the system. People like were still in denial. So then when we came out and we were like, yo, it's bullshit, mm-hmm. they were like, fuck no, Stone turned. So maybe we lost some people, you know? I don't know. Maybe we did. I don't give a fuck. That means they weren't right or dies anyway. Yeah, we did a full episode on that, and now it's like uh, almost a year later, and the the sentencing came down yesterday or the day before? The day before yesterday, I believe, yes. When I heard the... I actually watched... We watched it, right? Ellie was there, too. We were watching it together, and... I love CNN. And <laughs> you're giving props to CNN? <laughs> I love Court TV. I love CNN. I love all that shit. Like, I'll be at work with CNN big on the up, side. Big ups to my CNN Yo, yo Court TV, baby. Holla at me, son. Sponsorships available, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the judge, strangely enough, he when he pronounced the, the sentence or whatever, he said it in months. He was like, 250 months or whatever. I was like, trying to do the math. This sounds like a long time. <laughs> what? Why is he trying to stretch it out? He wanted to feel like it said 250 years. He said 250 seconds in the... <laughs> not fooling me, judge. Then they, they, they came out with the years and said it was 22 and a half, 21 and a half years. And I thought, wow, that's a lot. They threw the book at him. No, they didn't. Apparently, if, even if he would have gotten 22, I think I guess it wasn't enough. His family was not happy with that. But he's not even going to serve 22 and a half because of what you just said. So in Minnesota, um, you have to serve two-thirds of your sentence, and then you're eligible for early release or, I don't know, parole or whatever, which puts him at 15 years. So For taking another man's life in cold blood. Where there's nonviolent offenders mm-hmm. that are currently doing more time. For weed. For, for marijuana. Yes. <laughs> Gotta love the system, baby. He knew it. I was uh, I was not happy. I think some I think people were happy at first, but then they realized like, oh shit. I w- I always knew what we were oh shit. Because because I understand how the parole thing works. First of all, he shouldn't be eligible for parole. Second of all, he should be doing fucking life. He should be doing life. That's it. Like there is no if ands or buts about it. He should be doing fucking life. So when I heard 22, I was like, "Uh yeah, he'll be out in 10." He ain't even going to do 15, bro. Good behavior. He'll be out in 10. Overcrowding. You know? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He won't be a cop again, but he'll he'll still have he'll still have you know some life to live. Yeah, he can't own firearms. The judge was saying all the stuff that he can't do. <laughs> I know. Here in the United States, <laughs> doesn't mean anything. He's gonna have a ranch somewhere, and he'll be taken care of by people. Because there's people out there that think that he did God's work. For sure, he probably has a GoFundMe rolling. Oh, right he's now. probably he's probably a rock star on the dark web. So yeah, but you know, to stay on that topic, um, we saw yesterday that some some statue of George Floyd uh, in New York was vandalized vandalized by some right wing or white supremacist. KKK. Or whatever. I'm sorry, and it's not fair. I don't know. Proud Boys. I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Trump. Oh, uh, sorry. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> stand by and stand down. Stand by and stand down, but stand by when you're standing down. <laughs> Giving orders without giving orders. But what do you think about that? Not about the vandalism, about the fact that George Floyd got a statue. It's funny because I feel very strongly about Dominique getting the slap on the wrist that she got. And when I say Dominique, I'm talking about the cop that killed George Floyd. But I feel very differently on this. And I we touched on it briefly yesterday. And I said, you know what? I'm going to save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that what happened to George Floyd was a horrible thing. I think it exposed the corruption and a lot of the underlining issues that we have in law enforcement, especially when it comes to race. Mm-hmm. But George Floyd was not a model citizen. George Floyd did not deserve a statue. Mm. So I think that's our first issue. And I think certain people may have that may, may have that outlook. With that being said, would I ever, because I feel like he didn't deserve a statue, would I go vandalize it? No. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm not justifying those actions. But I think we're pinning him as like a hero. And he wasn't that. Like, there, we can, we can say... This person wasn't perfect. This person fell short in some areas, but he deserved to live. He didn't deserve to be brutally killed in the street. I think we can say that. I think some people find themselves in, in a in a situation where if they're against the killing, then they have to glorify this person and make him seem like he was hanging with Mr. Cooper. You know, somebody who's a model citizen. Who's Mr. Cooper? And that was a show. Oh. It was a good show, too. Thanks, cuz. Thanks for not sorry. leaving me out there. So I feel weird about that because for one, I was like, yo, he never he never should have even had that statue, bro. Like this guy, he didn't deserve to die, but this this guy wasn't, you know, taking his kids to soccer practice. You know, he wasn't he wasn't uh, you know, giving back to his community. There's people that are doing way more 
for the for their community, for their families, for for the world that don't have that type of recognition. So I think that that was more of an emotional response, giving them that statue. But mm-hmm. I think it's something that we should have been looked at because people aren't stupid. And aren't for me, oh well, yeah, you're right. But you know, for me, for example, like that didn't that didn't go over my head. I was like, yeah, that's a little much. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, yo, he he can be a a flawed human being, but we can still say he deserved to live. Now, as far as the vandalization goes or vandalizing that, that's still, I mean, just let it be, dude. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't, I'm not gonna go to the extent of of vandalizing a statue. I mean, that's just not not my cup of tea. But apparently, people feel very strongly about that. Yeah. What do you think about that? I uh, didn't think much about it until we we had that conversation yesterday. And now sitting here and listening to your your point of view on it, now I'm actually starting to formulate my own, I guess, opinion on it. I guess the statue is not meant to represent his life. Like you were saying, he, he wasn't, uh, he didn't do anything before that happened to warrant, I guess, recognition of his life work. I'm guessing the statue is just more about him as a symbol because of what happened and what came after that in terms of the big Black Lives Matter push and everyone around the world kind of being more aware. And, you know, I think it was seen as a turning point. And I think he's a, that statue is maybe more a symbol for when things turned, or at least that's what they hope. But I don't really have a feeling one way or the other if he gets a statue. To be totally honest, I guess if that's what they're trying to celebrate, then then fine. But when when we were talking about the vandalism, then I thought about the statues that were getting torn down, that were from like pre- previous like racist generals or whatever, like Robert E. Lee, and whoever else that whose statues were getting torn down. Um, in some of these southern states or wherever, in front of courthouses or whatever. And in that sense, I was thinking, well, they're tearing it down because they don't agree with what that person stood for, right? And somehow you have more understanding when it's when you're on that side of things, right? So then on the other side, these right-wing white supremacists or whatever that decided to deface or vandalize his statue, we're basically doing the same thing, mm. right? Not, I'm not excusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to think how it was when all the statue stuff was happening on the, let's say, other side. So the more the stories that we give statues away too quick here. <laughs> the more the story is statues are going to go up and then they're going to get defaced. Someone's going to be unhappy about them. Yeah, exactly. Someone's going to be offended and they're going to take it out on the statue. If we were in Middle East, they'd be slapping it with their slippers. Remember that guy that threw his slipper at Bush? Yeah. And he was quick. He was like... That was, was a nice talking, move by OG Ducks. He was OG talking Ducks. like this, and everything was in the pocket. And all of a sudden, he said, hey, watch out. I'm <laughs> from Texas. Hey. <laughs> he does that beautifully. <laughs> he does that beautifully, man. Prince is like, what's going on? <laughs> I think about the people that, that he might have done wrong with some with things that we never know. And then they they like see that he has a statue. Man, man, this guy's yeah. a crock of shit. Yeah. Fool owe me hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> man. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I guess there's nothing else to say about it. I mean, he got sent the sentencing that he got, and like you said, you'll probably get out earlier than he should. And I haven't heard anything yet about writing. What did all that writing accomplish, though? If he still, if the system still coddles him, and gives him really a slap on the wrist in hindsight. We know that's not the first person he killed. <laughs> we got to go some retroactive work here. What What does it tell us? Is like, all it says is like the people are just throwing a fit. Just let them. I think so. Let them go. It'll, at the end of the day, we control this. Let them all, okay, freedom of speech. Yes, go out there and do your thing. You know, we'll throw a couple million in rebuilding some, you know, we'll throw some funding here. Yeah. Let them, let them throw their tantrum and we're going to go back to dealing the way we deal and the way we operate shit. I think those people who are really in power, who really have power, they play the long game. They'll let you protest. They might even say they're with you. They're, that's the scariest. We're with you. We, you should go to the streets and let your voice be heard. 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Yeah. I think that's how they operate. 
and they'll let you get it out, blow off some steam, as long as you don't go too far. There's a big reason why the riots have been getting progressively worse, right? Because no change comes. So they mm-hmm. feel like they have to top themselves from the last time. Because these last riots were terrible with the burning of stores and like just destroying your own city. That's a good point. Very good point. It just it gets it gets progressively worse and worse because there is no outcome. No justice, no peace. I, I was ver- somebody who's still very against the you know burning of property. Right. Maybe the, with the exception of the person's racist. <laughs> That's then burn that then burn that back to the ground. But you're hurting somebody's business. That has nothing to do with, with with what's going on, you know. But when you hear that point of view, you're like, man, I I get that though. It's like you know, like we said, the boiling point. Like enough's enough. I just think it's misplaced anger and aggression. I don't think burning a random jewelry store is gonna, yeah, you know, it's gonna fix that. But you can understand why it's getting worse because it's like nothing is getting better but what happens everybody's back to normal we got it out of our system you know it's like a little kid that cries ah, ah, and then goes to sleep right after that good sleep you remember that sleep you, you cry yourself to sleep you wake up what happened tears are all dry that's what that's just what happened to us as, as a society we threw our tantrum and now we're being coddled until the next racial injustice it's okay. yeah yeah i think so I, I i mean i can only agree right yeah, no, I mean, there's... I'm the cynical one here. That's all I see. Listen, me. you'll be thrown out of the studio if you came with some some bullshit. Some positivity. <laughs> yeah. Guys in the studio, let's all hold hands. <laughs> Bye. Yo, I want to talk about the tree huggers in uh in Pennsylvania. A little pivot real quick. Let's, let's end this on a lighter note, because I think after that, we're going to transition out of here. This is a clean take, though. It's not going to take too much editing, baby. This is gold. We need you guys in the studio more often. You see, and you were, look at you. Look at you doing great. He's talking to Prince. No, I'm talking to you. There was, um, so we wanted to give you a Florida woman today, but it was technically a Pennsylvania woman. And I said, Cynic, you know what? Let's just, let's see how it goes and maybe we can tie it in here. But because I feel like it was a heavy episode, I want to, I want to lighten up the mood a bit. And I think this would be a good opportunity to do that. And, um, basically we have a group of people in a home, in a Pennsylvania Home Depot that held an exorcism in the lumber aisle, was it? Mm-hmm. For all the, the dead trees. What I'm trying to understand is, what are they trying to exercise? I think it's more of a point. I think they're trying to make more of it. It has to be right. Was it just a form of protest? 100%. Do they understand the concept of an exorcism? You're removing an evil. Yes. <laughs> yes. I get that. I was not in Home Depot. I understand that. <laughs> is the evil in this scenario Home Depot? It's the machine. Is that why they chose that specific spot to do the exorcism? Is that why we have a lumber shortage right now? Have you heard about that? Yo, you don't have a lumber shortage? We have yes. a lumber shortage. There is a lumber shortage. You are causing a lumber shortage. Are we going to get into it now? Uh, <laughs> hold on, though. Hold on. Hold on. Take it easy. Houses got to be built, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lumber shortage. So we're going to go overseas and buy other people's lumber. Because well, we're what, affected we're by that. Yeah, we are. Mm, well, yeah. yeah, so the housing market right now, it's a shit show. <laughs> because, you know, it's costing more to build these homes because of the lumber shortage. It's the quintessential American story. <laughs> Get out of here with your shit. We're tree huggers. Hey, we talked about tree hugging. There's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. But there is something wrong with trying to conduct an exorcism in Home Depot. I think it's it's a point that they're trying to make. I get that. It's a little weird, though. They, were they barefoot? They're wearing sandals. And they go in there with the yarn bracelets and dreadlocks, a blonde girl with dreadlocks. I automatically assume <laughs> you picture that. <laughs> a blonde girl with dreadlocks. Smelling like ass, the hairy <laughs> armpits. And dirty feet. Yeah. I automatically assume they were on drugs when I first heard no. it. No. Yeah. I thought they went in there with some tambourine. You know? That's my type of shit, though, man. That's my vibe. Not the drug part. Tambourine, barefoot, you know? Dreadlocks. Dirty nails. What? But I'm clean, though. No, I'm clean. (laughs) So, hold up. We have... um, We covered all the topics already. We did. That's not good. (laughs) I thought that we had lined up more stuff. We went through it fairly quickly. Okay. Well, no, give me a second now. I feel like I'm not doing enough. Let me find something to talk about, bro. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs>
Why don't doctors tell you to take magnesium instead of stool softeners? Cause what were you saying? <laughs> that I had seen a uh, news report about or why aren't doctors doing preventative care for patients in terms of um, prescribing certain supplements or herbs that can lower blood pressure, for example, or help you help your kidneys, any of those sorts of things. But they don't. They wait until your problem exists. You on these pharmaceuticals, as you guys were saying earlier. Money. Yeah. Money. Is is corporate America? Those monopolizing companies. It's yeah. All a pill to sell you. But why not? There's plenty of things that you can do beforehand. You don't have to wait till you're sick to take care of yourself. It's. It gets a bit old when you think that same. It's always the same reason behind these things but it seems like it always is like she said, it's always money right that's why we need to take money out of the equation but we how do you do that in a country out. that is i was talking with dizzy about this the other day yeah we were really so let me tell you we we arrived on friday no, thursday afternoon friday morning mm-hmm. we went to denny's for breakfast how was that and we, it was amazing. <laughs> it was freaking amazing. The food was amazing. We were expecting it. That's why we went there. And the service was amazing. Yeah. The guy was super friendly. He was checking up on us just enough. It wasn't annoying. Mm-hmm. And by the time we were done eating, we were getting ready to pay. And it was pouring rain outside. And the guy said, hold up, guys. I'm going to walk you to your car. And he pulled out an umbrella and he literally walked us to our car. Was it a Denny's umbrella? <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by. by. <laughs> um, I'm proud of him, though. It was, yeah. It, um, it was, it was a really great experience, and we were talking about this weird juxtaposition in the states. Yeah, because on the one hand, these are the amazing things that you like that you to experience. Yeah, the the way it should be done. The, the service. Yeah. Yeah. But then also the food. Because you know all we've been doing is eating since we got here hey, and enjoying every yeah, minute. Three of meals it. a day. The pastelitos are on the table. Right. <laughs> um, but like, it's like the dark side of that. You know, the thing that drives all of that is this consumer culture. Yeah, consumer driven. It's like you like these things. Everyone would like these things, but then it's driven. It drives you more and more to get more and more. So like when we get here, we notice things, like. Every other commercial on TV is about how to deal with your pain or how to deal with your heartburn or how to deal with this or that. How to deal with your the fact that you have no money, that you're bankrupt and all. It's like Or if you've taken the medicine and you've had warts on your ass, <laughs> call me. You might be entitled to some. And it's it's that. It's take this for your pain. Hey, if you took this and you got fucked up, you can get some money or or financial if you're broke yeah. bankruptcy. You need a quick money loan. Call this number. Exactly. Exactly. JG Wentworth. I want it now. JG, that's my boy. JG? JG. Fuck that guy. You know why? Because we I to school together. Because <laughs> it's it, that freaking commercial. I can't get it. Like, there's certain <laughs> tunes that, you know, like if somebody's in a stray jacket, they do that to me. And that's one of those tunes. It drives you nuts. That I have to mute it when it comes out. Because I'll see it for what the is it? fucking. Can you give us a jingle? Call JG Wentworth. <laughs> 877 Cash Now. 877 Cash. <laughs> We're charging you. And I want it now. I'm charging you for this, JG. JG Wentworth. 877 Cash. Oh, fucking commercial right there. You're welcome. So. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, th- these are the things that. that, that that we even living over there really love um and we we miss you know about the states mm-hmm. but it's like a double-edged sword what's driving the good service it's yeah they want your money but here's my thing you're going out there you're, you're you're expecting to pay for a service at the very least you would want the service to be up to par i guess is what i'm saying right because you know you're going to go out to dennis you're going to spend some money what you would hope in return that the food is good and the service is good mm-hmm. so both parties are happy Yes, yes, I don't deny that. Yeah, and I think he was happy with the tip that we left him yeah. because of that good service. I think it's just like, what are the re- ramifications of that that you don't immediately see? What does that do to the culture? What does that do to people? Mm-hmm. I think it changes you somehow. You know, this whole I want everything and I want the best and I want it now 
it comes from that because it always you always want more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we kind of went into a tangent there, but we started talking about that because there were some things that we were wondering, right? There was some related to like this medical conditions that you, you know, that you have or you might have and why, like Ali was saying, um, why there isn't more preventative stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going straight for the, the pills. And there were some things that we were thinking about. Yeah, that we were wondering. All right, guys. Well, we definitely opened up a can of worms with that one. So much so that we had to cut this episode in two parts. Make sure you tune in next week to catch part two, where we ask the question, why is the medical system not keeping our best interests at heart? Seeing you were look at you, look at you doing great. He's talking to Prince. No, I'm talking to you. Yeah, PG, PG. Yeah, PG.